0: Cole, thank you for uh, joining us today. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great, thank you. I'm, I'm normally based in the UK, but I'm in the US. Um, I'm in Seattle and on my way to the Sundance Film Festival.
1: Well, I, I'm, I'm one, I'm jealous. Uh, Park City is beautiful. That, that is, I've yet to go to a Sundance Festival. But uh, for the, the listeners, viewers, uh, we have a man who I hold in high regards because we have a common passion. I think he has me beat though. Uh, <laughs> the last I checked, you have 14,700 films under your belt
0: and you watch two to three films a day. Yeah, now that, you are a little behind, you are a little behind on this then. So we are over, or I am over 15,300 unique films that I've seen um, and I, I, I track every film that I've seen, and I've been doing that since the 1st of January, 1980. Okay, so that's, uh, that, that's 44 years. It's two weeks before I became a teenager. And of those 15,300-plus movies, right? those are unique movies, okay? So if, I, if I've seen something more than once, it only counts for one. In that fifteen thousand three hundred. So, uh, so for example, my all-time favorite film is Alfred Hitchcock's Vertigo. Yes. from nineteen fifty-eight. I've seen that more than fifty times, and it only counts for one of those fifteen thousand plus movies. <laughs> so, so I've got to ask. You probably know this. Is there a world record
1: for you know films watching I.
0: Yeah, I I um, like I'm I'm not aiming for the record, first of all, although perhaps I perhaps I should. Uh, I seem to remember from uh, from from many years ago, so this this'll be behind the times as well, there was there was somebody in the UK and they had been to twenty thousand movies in theatres. So their proof was they had all of the tickets. They had all of the tickets. So, so for me, the, the Guinness Book of Records would have to take my word for the fact that I've seen that many movies. I mean, I, I, yeah, I have a full history and I have the full dates and everything. But I believe the record holder actually has the physical tickets. Um, to to all of the movies. <laughs> so, I'm
1: gonna ask you point blank, and, and I want to get into your life and your story. for those that don't know, you were talking to the founder of IMDb, which is the database for movies. Um, and an interesting interesting story. But what is it about movies that draws <sighs> you in?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll 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 answer with a movie quote. To start with, okay. So my uh, my all-time favourite movie quote comes from a movie called Grand Canyon. Uh, it came out in 1991, um, di- directed by Lawrence Kasdan and co-written by him. Um, and the quote is spoken by Steve Martin's character in the movie. And Steve Martin's character at one point says the following... All of life's riddles are answered in the movies. All of life's riddles are answered in the movies, and so so for me, I'm um, I'm a great fan of story, and I think as as humans, we we all connect through story. Um, it's it's something that that's that's been in our nature forever. Um, people people like to hear a story. Um, some people are gifted in their ability to tell a story, but we're all audience members. And those stories they can be uh, some people are more um, they, they're perhaps more predisposed to like a story in the written word. Uh, some people like stories through opera <laughs> uh, stories, uh, stories that are like long television series that last forever. Um, I just happen to be someone who believes that kind of a two-hour block of time where it's you, an audience, and the story can, can just have the most remarkable life-changing impact upon you. Um, uh, you can be, as an audience member, you can be taken to another time, another country, another culture. Um, you can be taken to an imaginary world that's in the future. You can be taken to a galaxy, <laughs> a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> um, imagined places where it, where it might make you think, well, the, this seems like the current world in which we live, but something's different. And then the, the, the filmmakers played a little trick on you in this world. Um, nobody can tell a lie. <laughs> what would that be like <laughs> in this in this in this world? Um, uh, you know, th- this magical thing happens to everybody and and it can really open your minds to those different possibilities um, without needing to place you in danger. (laughs) Like I, I I know, I know your background and and you you have my admiration for for some of the things that, that that you've done. So I, I don't feel I I'm honored to be on the podcast because I'm just somebody who goes to movie theaters and loves stories. Um, And I, I think there's nothing better than experiencing a great story with an audience. Now, now, You can't always experience a story with an audience. So sometimes you might need to see uh, the movie or the show at home with your family um, or friends or whatever your situation is. Um, Sometimes it might just be you. The the worst thing to do is to not experience the movie. So I I basically feel that the world would be a better place if everybody watched more movies because we might understand each other a lot more and we might not get into some of the messes that we get into. <laughs> when we don't understand each other.
1: <laughs> it's, I, I think it's a commonality amongst all humans. I, I've never met anyone other than my wife who hates going to movies. And I love everything about the experience. But, you know, first off, Cole Needham just said he's honored to be on my podcast. I appreciate that. You're probably the first that have se- has said that. But, um you know, for me, movies, it's, I don't want to say it's an escape from the world, but you laugh, you cry, you smile, you 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 think, and no matter what's going on in your life, for two hours, for me, it's yeah. the big, big pub of, uh, top of, uh, the tub of popcorn, <laughs> the diet coke, and I am just glued to that thing. No matter what's happened, but it's funny you mentioned yeah. that about what I did. You want to know what drew me in to that profession? Oh, go on, movies. No, wow. 100 wow. movies. I, Hollywood is the greatest military re- recruiting tool that they have, and they don't even know it because,
0: <laughs> right? You know, the yeah,
1: movies I watched, all the Korean War movies, the World War II movies, where it's mm-hmm. just like, man, I want to be just like those guys. Yeah, why
0: not give it a shot?
1: Um, yeah, the Power I,
0: I was the right, I, I was the right age. I, I, my first, oh, actually, no, it was my, se- my second year in college. And uh, my, she, she's now my wife, and we've been married through for, through throughout this throughout this time. Uh, but she was my uh, my my girlfriend from high school. Uh, so I'm I married my high school sweetheart, and we're 35 years married uh, coming up this year. But we were we were two students. Um, we went to college in different towns. We did the long distance relationship thing, and. We went to see Top Gun <laughs> the weekend it opened. <laughs> and, and what, you know, what a, I'd like. What, that, is, that is definitely a, um, a brilliant story to recruit people. Um, and and the, the, the crazy thing is I did a computer science degree. My wife was like doing a grade school teaching degree. Okay, so we're just two kids in the north of Manchester uh, together. Thirty-eight years later, I think it's thirty-eight years later. We are in the the just the such an honour that the, that this happened. We're at the world premiere of Top Gun Maverick in Cannes, that Cannes Film Festival. Tom Cruise is there they, they they've timed Tom's arrival to have like a uh, military flyover uh, o- over the over over the, over the cinema in which they're showing Top Gun uh, they they brought Tom up Tom up on stage they gave him an, an honorary palm door um, in advance of the in advance of the movie and I, I turned to my wife and I said you would nobody would ever have imagined. That that two kids, <laughs> two kids from Manchester would be at the world premiere of the sequel to Top Gun with Tom Cruise thirty eight years later at the Cannes Film Festival, and it's such a it's it's such an interesting like I would I, I often have to pinch myself to check I'm still in the real real world and not a dream.
1: Well, <laughs> first off, Top Gun Maverick I thought was better than the first. I heard there is a Top Gun three.
0: In the Correct. Recently, recently announced, Ooh. we're going back. That's yeah. that's that that is risky. You got <laughs> to. But what we'll see. Well, well, well. It is coming from the man, of course, who starred in Risky Business.
1: <laughs> yes, this, this is true. And he's he's got an allegiance to uh, to Tom Cruise, who I've heard yeah. is a nice guy, by the way. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very personable. But you know, you're living your dream, but your dream didn't happen out of happenstance, you made it happen. And I want to go back. So born and raised in, uh, in, in England, uh, you, I knew you got a computer science degree at Leeds university, started a computer software business. How, how did like, where is that transition to, (laughs) to, to starting a database for movies, which I know was, was totally a passion project and then eventually acquired by Amazon in 1998.
0: Yeah. Oh, what a, it's. I, I. could. Um. I could. I could speak for hours on this. So I'm going to give good. you. A, I'm going to give you quite a. Quite a focused version. So, I'm. Um. Uh, I'm very passionate about film. All of life's riddles are answered in the movies. Um. Uh, and. And so. So I. Everything in my life is about film, and I was. I feel like. I was born at a very lucky time, very fortunate time, in that I became a teenager at the time when the home video was launching in the UK. Um, my family got a VCR in 1981, uh, which was relatively early in UK kind of time. Um, and then at the same time, I had this interest in technology and similar to you, actually, my interest in technology was through the movies, so so I had I had seen all of these science fiction films uh, where was uh, showing you the possibilities of technology that you you maybe wouldn't have been able to fathom back in those late seventies early eighties days, and so I became fascinated in technology through the movies. Then I ended up with uh, my own home computer, and. My, I had this interesting problem, which is I was seeing so many movies on VHS, I could no longer remember which ones I'd seen and which ones I hadn't seen. So I did the classic film geek thing, which is get a paper diary and I would write down what I saw on, on what day. But I'm interested in who wrote it, who shot it, who directed it, who produced it, who was in it and you can't do that in a little tiny paper diary so i, I went to my little home computer created a database <laughs> of, of 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 the movies that i'd seen and i used to rewind the vhs tapes ridiculously geeky okay and i would type in the end credits of the movies into my database so i was doing that on my i was doing that on my home computer now at the same time the this whole world of early computer games was getting started. So so um so I was a I was a bit of a gamer. Um I um I don't know I'll I'll confess this. I have never spoken about this before really, but I'll I'll confess this to you. You're you're such a trustworthy guy. Um by the late 80s I'd become slightly addicted to computer games. And and the, the, do you remember the game Tetris? Where oh, yeah. fact, there was a movie about it last year. Yes. And and so the blocks would fall, and you would tilt, and you'd make a line, and, and away it would go, kind of thing. I got to the point where where I did no, I no longer needed a computer to play Tetris. I was just seeing the blocks falling down in front of me, and yeah, I, I got still,
1: home and full matrix.
0: Yeah, full Matrix. I got, so I got home from work one day, and, and so we, we were married by 1989. And, and I said to my wife, I said, I'm addicted to Tetris. I am, I'm done with computer games. So, so I haven't played a computer game since 1989. Um, but I began in computer games. Um, so, on the same computer, I had my film, my digital film diary. Um, I started to write and design computer games, and I would advertise them in the uh, computer magazines that were available back at the time. And people would send a check through the mail, and I'd post them a little cassette with yes. the game on back to them. And so so that that, that was my. Entrepreneurial uh, journey there was as a fourteen-year-old. I was running a software business. Uh, my uh, my mother uh, was the uh, was, was the kind of person who banked the checks. Uh, she did all the post office work, kind of thing, um, and you know she got a percentage of the uh, of, of the of the revenue kind yeah, of thing. I hope so well. Yeah, well, it was it was it was successful. That there was this brief window where there were enough people using the particular computer that i had that that there was enough to it, it paid for all my driving lessons it paid for all my vhs tapes paid for all my rentals paid for all my clothes you know that that kind of thing so not you know not 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 a um not the kind of thing where you could go oh i'm going to form my own business uh that that would you know that would last years it was definitely right place right time computer games for this brand of computer um, so uh, and i think i think i'm a better person for that uh, because i realized i needed to focus on my studies i need to go get my college degree um, and and go go that route but it did it did give me that kind of sprinkle of entrepreneurial uh, seeds um, in my life so there I am, 1981. Typing film credits um, into my uh, into my computer. Now, important lesson comes from this. By the way, uh, again, summer of '81. Um, I'm at home. It's the it's the vacation from school holidays. I'm I'm rewinding tapes. I'm typing credits in. I'm watching movies. And my mother, the same mother. <laughs> Burst into my bedroom one day, and she's like, "Why don't you go outside and play?" And I'm, I'm, I'm saying, "Oh, oh, I'm, I'm just adding a, another report to the database. I'm just adding another column. I'm just doing that." And she, got, she rolled her eyes and, and left the room in in, in disgust. Um, but but the the important lesson I think here, and 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 I. I I, I, I tell this to people quite often, and, and I like to think that my wife and I modelled this with our own kids, is never crush a child's dreams. No matter, no matter what, their, what their interest is, um, you don't know how that interest and that passion in life may translate into something that has an impact in the world or even just has an impact in their own life you know gives them a sense of purpose gives them a sense of direction um, those though those, those kind of things so so although my mother was kind of slightly disappointed <laughs> that I was in my bedroom spending a lot of time on my on my computer, I like to think that, that something good uh, came of that. Um, so be supportive. <laughs> it's, it's very interesting. I never thought about it that
1: way. I, I think a lot of parents have a negative connotation towards video games and I think myself included, but I guess it's almost like the Socratic method of pushing your children. If they have a passion that you may not necessarily, and, and this is a, yeah. a generational view, too yes is you can help them learn from that experience and segue either into pursuing that or or helping them with the lessons they learned from whatever their passion was into to other
0: things that's yes yeah yeah yeah. it doesn't have to translate into a career it can translate into important life lessons that shape you as a person and and make you a better person I, i love the story um uh when leonardo dicaprio won his uh, oscar for the revenant and and he thanked he he did the classic thing which many many people do he thanked his mother but then he went on to tell the story of how she w- would drive him for 2 hours for for acting lessons and and if she hadn't he, he, i don't know if she i don't know if she knew back then that he would be one day where he is um, I'm sure there were plenty of mothers that did those yeah. kind of driving backwards yes. and forwards, and it didn't necessarily translate into the career that Leonardo DiCaprio has had. But maybe it translated into something that gave that person confidence um, in their own ability, their confidence to, um, to, to 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 pursue an entirely different career than than acting. So, um, yeah, great, great. Great, great, great believer in storytelling, and great believer in uh, letting young people, young people go forwards and and do what they do what they want to do. (laughs) I
1: wonder wonder if Leo's mom also taught him to never date women over the age of twenty four. I'm kidding, different subject. So, this was very much a passion project for you, your love of movies. At what point did it start to change? And, and from my understanding is you started to bring in other people with passion for movies to help build out the database, correct? So you sort of yes. did a
0: public uh, yes. effort. yeah yeah so, so so that that early 80s database I met some I, and I, I'm using the word met in an interesting in, interesting form. I uh, on digitally online in a film a movie discussion group I started to chat to other people who were also as interested in film credits as I was. One thing led to another and on the 17th of October 1990, we published the very first version of the IMDB software. So I wrote that software. Um, We took data that a number of us had been collecting together and we could be working with people in the discussion group to kind of send information in to us. Um, we, we uh, We launched with Cast and Director. So the very first early version of IMDB. No World Wide Web. You would have to download it to your own computer and you would be able to search who directed and who was in a small number of movies. But within a couple of weeks of launching, someone mailed me and said, hey, love the database, but I'm a big fan of writers. Have you thought of adding writers? And so I gave them all the writers from my film diary database some software that enabled them to manage contributions coming in, software that would enable them to pu- publish it out, and I modified the database software so you could search for writers. Few weeks later, same thing with composers. Few weeks later, same thing with cinematographers. Few weeks later, same thing with producers. And so we built this entire thing with volunteers, never met each other. No concept of a live video call over the internet. Uh, International phone calls were too expensive. Um, So all we did, everything was coordinated via email. Now all of this is going on. We get to 93, 1993, and I I get an email from a guy called Rob Hartill, a guy in uh, Cardiff in Wales. Uh, So just 40 miles away from from where I was based, and I'm still based. and, and Rob's email goes something like this I, I love these classic emails um, hi Col, just installed the movie database software think it's great uh, but have you heard of this worldwide web thing because I think it might be quite big and would love to write a wrapper around the software to make it a website okay now now context is everything here there's there's Barely any actual websites out there. Yes, we were somewhere in the 100-ish first websites to launch, and and the reason I know this is there used to be a website called What's New on the Web, and what they would do is every day they would list the newest three or four sites. That went live yesterday, and you could basically work your way back in time <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and you t- until you got to the birth of the web. So, so we're kind of we're super early, um, and and it, it 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 has been an advantage. Uh, sometimes when people ask me for business advice, I I always like to use movie references when when I give <laughs> advice, and I end up I end up telling people well. What you really need is a time-traveling DeLorean, <laughs> and you need to go back. You need to go back to 1993 and be one of those early websites. Now, obviously, that that you know that's not really practical advice. So, but you, you do have to think this through. Um, so, um, so super early, super early out of the gate. We're all volunteers. Um, there's no commercial use of the internet. It's um, It's on a college web server. Um, not many people are using the college web server because not many people are using the web. Um, so so we, we then, we soon filled up all of the capacity at, the, at Cardiff University's uh, web server, uh, and we ended up with copies of IMDB spread throughout the world on different college servers. Then 1995 arrives... And the web really starts to take off. And uh, given this is a US podcast, uh, some listeners may remember AOL discs, America Online. Everywhere you went, they would hand you a disc to get online. You you couldn't you couldn't buy any gas without getting an AOL disc. You couldn't go to the convenience store without getting an AOL disc. And so 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 all of a sudden, we found ourselves in this world where the amount of traffic we were getting was doubling every two weeks. And if the amount of traffic doubles every two weeks and you rely on people using your service to send information in, the amount of information coming in doubles every two weeks. And your little hobby that you used to do on a Saturday morning before you took your kids to the park, (laughs) which was my thing, um, suddenly takes on a little bit more of a life of its own. And so we were faced with this really difficult decision. Did we say, that was a fun five years, but we we just can't keep up? And many services early in the Internet 95 um, took that option. They, they were just, we can't do this anymore. We took the other route. We decided we'd see if we could incorporate um, we would see if we could sell some advertising, with the aim that one or two of us could work maybe part time <laughs> to to keep to keep this going. And uh, again, context is everything. You might think, really, like like this guy's on the podcast. He's supposed to be a business entrepreneur, and he's been online for five years and didn't see the opportunity, but. In 1995, you could count the number of websites that were ad-supported on two hands. Nobody knew if they were if they were profitable, if it was if it was if they were going to be around, if there was any future for this. So we obviously we took the plunge. Uh, we divided the shares of the company up amongst our volunteer data managers and some of the additional software writers that that had come aboard. Um, And uh, we figured out a way that depending on how long you'd been involved and how much work you were doing, you would get a certain allocation of the shares in the company when we incorporated. We incorporated, we launched imdb.com in time for the Oscars in 1996. We bought our our first web server on a credit card. So, we took no venture capital money at all. It was just a credit card. One of our team in Wisconsin uh, went to his local computer store with one of our credit cards from the UK and bought a web server. He drove it to his internet service provider and we'd done a deal with them where we would promote them on our homepage and they would give us the bandwidth in exchange. Um, And imdb.com launched in time for the Oscars, as I say. Two weeks later, I'm on the phone to our first potential advertiser. They've never bought any advertising before. I've never sold any advertising before. And so they they say, so, well, how much is it for a month? And I'm thinking, a month? A month? I I don't know. And so I I name a number. I'm not going to tell you what the number is. But we owed, on the credit card, we owed X dollars. And so I named three X dollars. They went, sure, we can do that. So, close the deal. It's only two weeks in. So, we were able to pay off the credit card before it became, the bill was due, and thus became the world's first profitable internet company, okay? Yeah, now, yeah, now, yeah. now, now, now there might, there probably were some other profitable internet companies, but we'd never heard of any of them. <laughs> so, um so, so kind of that. That was that was that was early-ish in uh, in 1996. By the summer of '96, we sold our first piece of advertising to an actual movie studio. So that was my cue to give up my day job. So I gave up my day job, became our sole employee, and from that point onwards, I was running yet another list—a list of our volunteer shareholders who were brave enough to quit their job and join the team, not knowing whether there was any future in it. And as soon as the revenue run rate would afford another salary, I would phone up the person who was on the team that was next and say, hey, quit your day job, join the team. Now, I figured that I should at least speak to them once by phone before before they quit their day job. But we could have done it by email. Did it by phone when you were getting hired, um, and so that was that was all that was all going really really well across the rest of '96, across '97, and then in December '97, I got an email from a guy called Alan Kaplan. Um, Alan was at the time General Counsel, Amazon.com, and Alan Alan sent me an email, and it's goes exactly like this because I've still got the copy. Um, most important email I've ever received in my life. <laughs> Hi, Cole. Jeff Bezos and I <laughs> were discussing movie websites, and naturally, IMDb came up in the conversation. We're going to be in the UK in January '98, uh, and would love to meet to discuss some business ideas. Uh, are you Are you available? Now, the, the funny thing, after, after Alan's email where he introduces Jeff, it, he put in parentheses, he said, Amazon.com's founder and CEO. So we're in, a, we're in a situation where you would have to introduce who Jeff Bezos was in an email conversation. So um had heard of Amazon because they were advertising with IMDb. Uh, mailed back and, and said, yes, but you have to kind of put this in context again. If today I was running a small startup company and I got that email before I'd even replied I would be breaking out the exit champagne <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be I'd be thinking about what what dream I may have that, that I could now solve through financial resources and whatever but at the time amazon.com had only been a publicly traded company for For seven months, they only sold books and they had never acquired another company before. So we thought we were going along to discuss an ad deal. Went along, met with Jeff. Jeff and I got on really, really well. Uh, Amazon and IMDb had a similar philosophy about customers. And By the end of that day, we found ourselves... Agreeing in principle that it would be a great idea if IMDB was acquired by Amazon, I had to go back back uh, this is the meeting took place in London I had to go back to Bristol mail the team and say, "Hey, I just had the most, most amazing meeting with uh, with Jeff Bezos um, and 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 they they were they thought and some replied with "Wow, this sounds great Others replied with Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know if this, I don't know where this, is where Amazon is going uh, anything could happen. Uh, and, and so, but over the course of uh, a trip to Seattle for me, some negotiation. Uh, and uh, on the 24th of April, 1998, IMDB became a wholly owned subsidiary of Amazon.com. They kept me on to run it. So I'm founder and CEO. And here I am coming up to 26 years. Uh, 26 years at Amazon. They hired everybody else, the people who already worked for IMDb directly, the remaining volunteers who wanted to come aboard, uh, all all hired. And, uh, and, and there we were, Amazon's. Now, I say first ever acquisition. Amazon acquired three companies on the same day. They acquired a UK bookseller, which went on to become Amazon.co.uk. A German bookseller, which went on to become Amazon.de. And IMDb, which remains IMDb. And at the time, the media coverage was was something along these lines. Amazon.com buys UK bookseller. Check. (laughs) Amazon.com buys German bookseller. Check. Amazon.com buys film and television entertainment website. IMDb what (laughs) what you know like how how could what 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 was going on here um so then a few months later the video amazon's video store opened powered by imdb and it then is a case of oh now we see then the uk video store opened oh now we see Uh, A few years later, Amazon began to sell movies that you could download because the internet wasn't fast enough to stream them live. You you could buy buy an episode of Friends, and it would take like four hours to download, and then you could watch it on your laptop, Um, but powered by IMDb. Then Amazon Instant Video launched uh, with powered by IMDb, and and it's, oh, now now we see... Uh, Then Amazon Studios launched. Oh, now we see. Uh, Then the Kindle Fire tablet launched with a feature called X-Ray. I I don't know if you're familiar with this feature. If you you have a Fire TV uh, stick, you're watching a a movie, press pause. The headshots of everyone in the current scene pops up. You can see what trivia is available. You see the soundtrack. All of that powered by IMDb. Oh, now we see then the um, Alexa voice devices, well, the Alexa voice devices that used to be this big and now they're this big, um, launched. And the, the chances are, if you ask Alexa an entertainment-related question, Alexa will answer using information from IMDb. And, and I, I, use this, I use this illustration often, but it, 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 I think it, it does resonate quite well. In 1990, if you had said to me, Call, one day, customers will interact with IMDb by voice to a device this small, and the device will answer by voice. I would say, really, seriously, that's something from a science fiction film. Um, they, to, 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 to quote The Terminator, they can't make things like that. <laughs> and yet here we, here, we, here we are in this world, and so it's been, it's been 26 years of of this and we, we IMDB does things on, on our own and we do things in partnership uh, with Amazon but the important thing is to share that passion that we have for movies for TV shows um, with our audience but more recently that the whole of the whole of the entertainment space is changing um, thanks to thanks to digital technology people now as well as appearing on movies and shows, they go on web series. They go on movies and shows that are made for streaming. They, they appear in video games. They appear in music videos. They appear on podcasts. And so that whole world is now interconnected. If you're a fan of somebody, you want to know when they're on a podcast, you want to know that they're in a new video game, they're on a new web series, they're in a new movie, um, and so IMDb's expanded to cover all of those all of those content types, um, and, uh, and and we 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 will continue to grow as we as as that entertainment kind of world expands to things that you and I can't even think of today will be covered on IMDb at some point in the future when it's when it's relevant for our for our audience. So it's been it's been an exciting time of certainly pinching myself every day. <laughs> am I am I really here? And along the way Amazon has grown in itself and is is, is so much bigger than the the, the, re, the book retailer that we met with in January of 1998. Well, most powerful um, company Honor, if you ask me, and <laughs> and 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 one of the one of the interesting one of the interesting things about the way Amazon operates is that there, there's a little there's a little secret internal tool. It's kind of like the, the digital phone book for the company. And, and there's, 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 well, we're, we're into measuring everything. Okay. That's one of the the secret sources, Uh, measuring everything. And so, so you can actually find out as, as an Amazon employee, you can find out how many people have been at Amazon longer than you have. Okay. So how many people have joined after you and how many people have joined before you who are still there? And I, I'm now at, number 22 so there are only 22 people at amazon that have been at amazon for longer than 20 20 coming up to Whoa. 26 years um, um one of co- one of course is jeff bezos so one is andy jassy who's the ceo yeah. now yes. um, so a, it's, a, it's a very strange it's a very strange world in which i live <laughs>
1: i've have got so many questions i'm, I'm going to back up so yeah so sure. When you decided to make it your day job, yeah. what was the family's reaction? And we all know oh. that his wife has, yeah. has the biggest say. Was I mean, were they supportive or were they hesitant in, in certain? I
0: ways? I owe I owe Tom Cruise a debt of thanks you. Okay, so so here you go, and I, I I barely ever get to tell this story as well. Um, so so there we were. It's the summer of 96. We've sold some advertising to a movie studio. And do we take the next step and do I quit my day job and make IMDb my day job? Okay, so this is the dilemma that my wife and I are in. Um, we have, at this point, we, we have twin daughters. Uh, they're about to be 31. But back in the summer of 96, they were three years old. So we had two kids under four. Uh, my, my wife, uh, my wife at the time, well, she's still my wife. <laughs> my, w- my wife uh, was uh, full time with the kids at home. So we were on a single wage. And do I quit the day job for this for this adventure? And so, I'm sure you know what this is like. Trying to make a decision like Mm. that with two kids under four running around you, it's not the kind of thing that you can easily do at home. So, we're regular moviegoers. We have a regular babysitter. And so, we organize with our babysitter to stay. We're going to be a little longer this time because we're going to go out and we are going out to see. Mission Impossible. Okay, Now, unbeknownst to our babysitter, we're going to go for a pizza after Mission Impossible, come out of the movie theatre, go to the pizza place. Another advantage of going to the movies. Um, And we're going to talk through everything about quitting the day job and what the risks are and everything like that. And so, so we, we go see Mission Impossible. And I, d- I don't know how well you remember the original movie, but Tom Cruise's character, Ethan Hunt, he has a web browser. He's, he's doing live video. The, the whole movie is centred around this world of technology, the web. <laughs> and, 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 and so we, we end up in the pizza place. And I turn to Karen and I say, well, If it's in a Tom Cruise movie, (laughs) this is definitely going somewhere. So so Tom Cruise may have recruited um, many people into the military via Top Gun, but he also recruited at least one person into the tech industry via Mission Impossible. Uh, And it was such a... we, We barely even needed to eat the pizza. It was such an obvious thing. Uh, that we that we should do but had we chosen a different movie i don't know
1: how things might have turned well, out well they got to tom cruise and they got to the universe just aligning those, uh, those <laughs> moments. um in retrospect when jeff approached you did you think it was too premature or do you think
0: the timing was right or do you wish you had held on a little longer Oh, no, the, the, the timing was exactly right. Okay, very. this is, this is again, um, something that not everybody is fortunate to be in this position. But the best time to sell your company is when you don't need to sell your company. <laughs> so, so we were not looking to be acquired. Uh, we were, in fact, uh, here's, 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 a, here's a fun little secret. We were profitable. And at the time, Amazon was famously yes. unprofitable. Yes. So we, so we were, we, we were the business that was making a profit, and Jeff was having a meeting with us, uh, making a loss. Uh, so which made for a, an, an interesting dynamic. But obviously, that was that was part of the plan, and to 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 reach the kind of scale that, that that Amazon's been able to reach, it's kind of it, it, work, it worked out. Um, but but back in back in back in those days. Because we didn't need to sell, we knew that at any point in the negotiation we could we could walk away and we'd be carrying on running a profitable business. Um, but it was it was just so well timed. Um, so if I had that DeLorean to travel back in time. I would say to say to myself, <laughs> "Yep, go ahead. <laughs> make sure you make sure make sure you do make sure you do this deal." Um, so I would not I would not change a thing about that in terms of timing or, or the structure or, or anything. I, it's 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 genuinely been a delight, and the the the, the funny thing is, so sometimes people say, "Well." So, so, you were running a software business when you were 14. Um, you were, <laughs> there, 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 there you were uh, running, running IMDB since you were 23 as a volunteer operation and running IMDB as a commercial operation since you were 29. Like, why are you still <laughs> at Amazon 26 years later? but but the, 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 I I love I love what we do I love what we do for our customers um, I love I love our ability to connect our audience with great shows great movies great podcasts great video games that they might otherwise miss. Um, because we're all the, the the world we live in today, we're overwhelmed with choice amongst mm. all of the entertainment that we have available. Um, IMDb now lists more than seventeen million titles, and we added four and a half million of those last year. <laughs> last year alone, so 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 the the, the space that we're in is is uh, is expanding, and for me. The, the reward of helping customers with that discovery, helping people answer that question that enables them to sleep at night. Who was that person in that film? Helping them find the next story that may change their life. Like, it, like, like I, 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 imagine if we could watch this, where we're in a world where it's young Mike today and IMDb, connect you with the story the film that makes you choose the career that you chose Um, and and we we never know that (laughs) we never but we know it happens (laughs) we know it happens but we don't know the individual instances apart from obviously every now and again people come up to me and they go, oh my goodness, I, I was on IMDb, I found this movie, I saw it, it changed my life. Um, it made me do this instead of that. Um, it, it, made me, um, it made me see what a possibility for this is. And that's the beauty, because at the end of the day, all of life's riddles are answered. Uh, are answered in the movie, so so I would um, um, yes, yeah, so I would absolutely do everything the same because um, I'd, I'd be I'd be worried a, a little bit. Back to the Future Part Two, you never know if you change anything. <laughs> what, what other thing will?
1: slide? <laughs> uh, yeah, what, yeah,
0: yep. yeah. It could be could be terrible, but the the, the fun is about every eighteen months. Around about fifty percent of what I do compared to 18 months ago, I no longer do and, and I'm doing a different 50 percent, but it's always a different it's always a different portion of it. so there are some things that I've done the same for all the way through since 1990 through since 19, 1981. but there are other things that I'm doing now that I know. In a in a in a in a couple of years there'll be a team that does this. Or the, the technology will have changed so that we don't need to do this ourselves anymore. And that's what that's what makes it fun, and that's what makes it like so I feel like my job has evolved so much over the past 26 years, over the past 34 years, and, and that's why that's why I'm still inspired. And it, it, it I genuinely get up every morning excited about what the the challenges for the day might be, but also what the fun for the day might be. I'm off to Sundance later this week. I'm going to see some amazing movies. I may get to meet some amazing people who made those movies. Um, and, And some of them may tell me that they themselves became filmmakers because of a passion that IMDb ignited in them, and I've I've had that I've had that happen to me with with several people within the industry. So it's quite an honor to to do this. <laughs> you know,
1: the thing you said about twin daughters of three and wrestling with that decision. I think there's so many human beings who are in a job but want to pursue a different passion, and that is one of the most difficult decisions to make. I, I yeah. would say to, to pass on a secure paycheck. Yeah. But, uh, you know, being an entrepreneur, and I'm still in my infancy, I'm only five years retired, and it is still a slugfest. Yeah,
0: oh, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, don't, don't assume that anything that I've said is you. is, you know, success is not guaranteed. Uh, you're going to get, uh, and certainly we did, get so many things wrong along the way um but but the important thing is is how you how you deal with when things go wrong um can you can you get up dust yourself off and and these these are all that like like you've literally had a career where you've physically got up and dusted yourself off these these are all kind of like mental decisions that that you make to dust yourself off and go well you know. I learned how not <laughs> to do that. <laughs> yeah. Every everything, every everything is a everything is a learning, and I'm I'm always I'm 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 always wary of things going too successfully because I'm the kind of yes. person that yeah. then goes. Oh no! Wait a minute. Yeah, if, if this is if this has gone if this has gone so well, did we we we, we maybe not pushed ourselves enough? We maybe didn't stretch ourselves. Uh, here uh, let's let's think about how we can double down on on the success but certainly success is fa- learning from your failures is definitely more vital than 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 celebrating the successes it's fun to celebrate the successes uh, but you don't learn anything that can get you ready for the next level <laughs> and failure is life's greatest mentor Yes. and failure is not
1: an indictment on your character it's just no. you're human it's it, yeah. everything has to do with what you do next. But the point yeah. where I was going with that is, you know, I know the, the two, three year old little girls were, were probably one of the <sighs> biggest factors in your decision. When you think about it, had you chosen to stay with what was safe, then all the lessons you have would have failed to teach your yeah. daughters that they watched you go through. And I'm sure they have immense one love and appreciation and respect for what you've done for their lives. But for for everyone listening, give it a shot. What's the worst that can happen? You fail. You know yes. people people fear failure because they, they, they you know, they're always concerned of what will people think. People have their own oh, problems. Yeah. They're not yeah. concerned about your failures, they're concerned about not uh, yours. But
0: um, yeah. Do you, do you know the do you know the story that, that Jeff Bezos tells about the the founding of Amazon where he was in a similar very 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 secure very secure job on on wall street in new york and and he he has the opportunity to maybe start an internet business uh, and 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 the 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 kind of framework that jeff uses and he 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 teaches this in, in a lot of what he says um, was he he imagined himself as an eighty year old and he thought, would eighty year old me look back and think oh, I was right to stay in that stay in that safe job or would 80-year-old me be more inspired by I I I I went out there, I took a step out there, and whether it worked or not, <laughs> in Jeff's case clearly it works, <laughs> whether it works or not, and, and he calls that the regret minimalization mm. uh, framework. So to to think, well, what's what's gonna be what's the what's the worst that can go wrong? You're gonna learn a lot about how not to start a business. And you may be able to trade that into something that tells you how to start a business or how to do do whatever. And and not everything. This is general life advice. It doesn't only apply. It doesn't only apply in business. No, it doesn't. Uh, and I
1: like that, that regret mitigation framework. That's, yeah. I, I like the way he, uh, he powers that. Um, Cole, how, what is the staff
0: of IMDb today? Hey, hey. Well, so, so the, 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 the funny thing is, we, we don't disclose staff okay. numbers. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it just, I, I can only really um, imagine book, just the amount of information book. that goes
1: up. It's, it's <laughs> going to be insane
0: i am i am very proud of our team which operates across multiple countries um, we we have a it's it's so interesting where we where we're based around the world uh, we have 23 and a half hours out of 24 coverage. <laughs> so there's, there's somebody in an IMDB office and working on IMDB for 23 and a half hours of every 24 hours because of the nature of time zones yep. and, 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 and where we're based. And But the, 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 the thing that, that still inspires me is you might think that things would be slowing down and that we must have every piece of information. But, given the production of all of the title types that we cover, I'm not even sure whether four and a half million a year titles four and a half million new titles in a year covers everything yeah. that was produced in that in that in that year when you think our our mission is to cover every type of entertainment, every country, uh, every language, every time period all of the different media that I've that I've talked about so we we usually process somewhere between 1 million and 2 million updates per week per week so when you you land on an IMDb page that has like cast and crew and soundtracks and plot keywords, and trivia and trailers and all of the things. You land on a name page. It's got a biography. It's got family members. It's got quotes. It's got trivia. It's got pictures. All of those things. There are there are between one and two million updates across the whole catalogue that land you on the, the version of the page that you look at. And the chances are, if you reload, if you reload a popular page ten minutes later, it's there's different. something on there that yeah. wasn't there <laughs> ten minutes ago.
1: <laughs> I just, you know, I, I'm a small business owner, and I could not imagine running such an innovative, rapid growth company like you do. It's uh, I have a lot of respect for oh, business leaders, yeah. and I hope to be able to be in your seat. Uh, one day and say, yeah, I, I grew this to, the, to to x number,
0: but but the the, the trick is never to get complacent oh, about yeah. this, and we're we're all we're all a couple of bad decisions <laughs> away from, yeah. from possibly losing customer trust and, and and that that kind of that that kind of that kind of possibility. Um, but the the um, the the thing with the the thing with the scale is. It does. It does present challenges. And the other thing that's the other thing that's going on is that customer expectations are always rising. So, so way back in 1990, the fact that you could get the director and four cast members of a film on a little <laughs> a little computer display was that people saw that and they would think, "My goodness, that is remarkable that you can do that." Now people take that for granted. People take for granted that you can interact with IMDb by voice. They take for granted that we have all the information on all of the, all of the new shows. And so, so their, their customer expectations are always rising. And you, you have this kind of, you have this dual responsibility yeah. in terms of managing customer expectations because, because um, first of all, you absolutely have to listen to your customers um, you have to listen to where they're going, what their needs are. Um, that's the easy of it, because the the beauty of the internet is they're very, they're very customers are great at telling you what they think and what they want and what you can do better. <laughs> they're great at that. Yeah. it's it's one of the it's one of the wonders of the internet in a in an interesting sort of way. But equally, you have to invent on behalf of customers. You have to be thinking: What do they? Where is this going? What might they want in one year? What might they want in two years? And what can you do, or what what can we do at IMDb today that moves us towards? So it's 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 kind of you know it's it's a sporting analogy. Is is you 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 play to where the ball will be, <laughs> not where it is now.
1: I mean, you know I've heard so many business leaders say, "If we could just get to this dollar amount in Mount we can coast." And I always I always sort of tilt my head. I'm like, I I, I don't think that's no. how that works. I think actually, yeah, you're busier. You're you're improving yes. your product. You're improving your service. You've got more people, which people yeah. are your greatest asset. They're also your greatest liability. And yeah. <laughs> that comes with, growth, comes with challenges. Cole, yes. you know, clearly, one, I'm, I'm glad, and I know we were supposed to have you on in July, schedules conflicted. I'm really yeah. glad that you came on because one, I can tell your optimism is through the uh, charts. You're passionate, you're logical. I, I have a feeling that when you face adversity, you smile and, and maybe console other wow. people. Hey, this, this too shall pass. But as yeah. an innovative leader, of one of the just greatest stories of the modern era. What is your number one leadership tip, whether Ah, it's business life, the thing that has like been your guiding principle for every, all of us who are listening, mainly
0: me (laughs) (laughs) here, here, here you go. Right. So, um, so, so it starts with, it starts with customer obsession, but let's, let's take that as a given. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's take that as a given. Um, the the pro the, the the one of the biggest problems that companies face as they expand is losing contact with the customer front line okay when when it's me and a group of volunteers who are waiting to be hired <laughs> when it's that small team within amazon We we're all using the product every day. Mm -hmm. Everybody who's everybody who's involved, um, everybody is involved. Is they they're in it because they joined the mission. (laughs) They join the mission. They're they're true believers in what we're trying to do for customers. And but as you as as a business grows. You need to bring in people from the outside. And that, this is a good thing. Yes. <laughs> this is a good thing. And, and like, may we all start businesses where we grow to the point where we do need to bring people in from the outside. It's a privilege to be running something where you need to, but, but those people didn't go through that same startup journey that you did. Um, and, and after a while, you're, those people are hiring people that in turn don't even have their knowledge and their experience of where the company is going, what the company is about. And many businesses fail when they lose contact with the customer front line. So you need to understand your customers. You, don't, you cannot hire, like we cannot hire people at IMDb who only ever are like, like as big a movie fan as me. It's great when we hire people who are, a bit, who are as big a movie fans as me. That is always great. That's always a bonus. But if someone is the best data engineering person, they're the best data engineering person. You wanna hire them, whether they love movies or not. I would I would hire people and I would and what we do, we do things that inspire people to like movies and shows. I, I take my I'm taking I'm taking my team out to see my Seattle team, which is where I am today. I'm taking my Seattle team out to see a movie tonight. And and they are so so even if they're like well I'm I'm just in data analytics I, I don't really go to movie theaters it's kind of like hey the the CEO is paying it's a personal thing it's a, it's a, we'll have some fun we're going to talk about the movie afterwards we, we're going to have a we're going to have a great time and maybe I can inspire a spark of interest in 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 film as a result of that well that person still be a great. Data engineer, great, yes. great analyst. But, but when 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 companies when companies don't have that connection to their customers, and, and you can do that in in various ways, you, you can you can do the thing where you in, encourage your team to be the missionaries that you started out as. But you can also create mechanisms that make sure they stay in contact with customers. Yeah. Make sure that they know how people are using what you're what you're building. Um, and and so so we we do we we do things like we have a we do have a customer service team that work at IMDB, but we also do customer service on a kind of open customer service forum. Where customers can come and they can they can make they can complain and raise their grievances, Um, and 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 then we take turns in handling that. Like I I make a point of every single day going onto our customer support forums, public facing, and sometimes I answer or sometimes I just. Points somebody in the in the direction of something that that, that needs an answer, um, and sometimes the team the, the team are handling everything perfectly, but it's it it makes a difference when the person who wrote the i well or not the person but the team the team developing the iPhone app for IMDb they can see oh now we. Oh, we we, oh, we got that wrong. We, we didn't think of the use case of the showtimes in this location and whatever. And they see that feedback. And not only do they see that feedback, but they also get that little feeling of satisfaction when they go, hey, we're going to fix that today. We're going to fix that today. And, and I, I don't know, like sometimes I, I interact as, as a person in the real world. I interact with businesses where you get the feeling that the person on the phone has got no idea what the experience is. You're, you're sitting in front of something that doesn't work and they have never used the things that you that doesn't work. So how on earth are you going to how on earth are you going to understand what my problem is, understand how you could build something better for me. So so my 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 uh, beyond always being customer obsessed is always stay in touch with the customer frontline and I think Harvard Business School have got I've got some kind of free online training about customer frontline um that, that discusses these kind of issues because um, it's it is it is super important and it makes a difference at the end of the day and it's about relationships with, with
1: the customer yeah yep. you can't have personal relationships with each customer but i am imdb can definitely stay in touch and answer their needs well cole i can thank you enough um one you are a warrior a leader that I would definitely work for any day of the week, just from the passion um, alone. Uh, thank so you. For somebody who's gone to the the website or the app multiple <laughs> times, sitting in the theater, it's sort of <laughs> surreal to to be sitting here with uh, the man who created it all. So, uh, have fun at the Sundance, and yep. uh, I cannot write, wait to to write this article on uh, on this podcast. I've got about two pages worth of notes. That I'm ready to uh, to blast off because there's something that we can all learn.
0: Now, now one one thing I I, I did do a little bit of prep for this. Oh. Uh, I love I love talking about IMDb, and um and I I believe you were going to ask me for some recommendations of movies to see. Let's do you want to do that? Let's <laughs> have
1: it. I, you know it with 15 uh, 15,300 uh unique films under your belt send it we're all yours <laughs> all right so, so
0: do you want me to do these live now yes um, do these yeah, live now yeah 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 okay cuz I I, I, I I thought about this and i I've, i the, the 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 challenge with this of course everybody is a product of all of the oh, movies yeah. that they've seen already and all of the movies that they haven't haven't seen yet kind of thing so we're coming up with a coming up with a with a short list If if aliens landed tomorrow And I needed to capture The essence of going to the movies um, Right now today These would be where I would start So so I, I recommend Everybody start with a silent film And this is a Buster Keaton movie Called Steamboat Bill Jr It's from 1928 and i i've seen this film many times but i had the pleasure of seeing it with 80 grade school kids about five six years ago and they laughed and they cheered and they whooped and they hollered and and if if, any, if any movie today can have the same impact some eighty-five plus years later, <laughs> then that that would be a great thing, and it does. So, Steamboat Bill Jr. Okay, you need then, I think, a classic movie. Um, so, I I just love Casablanca. Um, Casablanca. Um, Humphrey Bogart. Ingrid Bergman. Uh, love, choices, all of the, all of the things that, that come to the surface in that movie. So well written, um, so well acted, so well told, and absolutely timeless, so Casablanca. Um, we need to get people into the world of colour. Uh, so for, for, for colour, I have Vertigo, uh, which is my all-time favourite film. 1958, directed by Alfred Hitchcock. This is the film that that changed my view on cinema. I saw it for the very first time in November 1989, and it became instantly became my all-time favourite film and it's been my all-time favourite film wow. for for 35, 35 years. Um, it I don't wanna for anyone who's not seen it, I don't want to reveal any twists or anything like that, but it it it, it holds up it holds up remarkably and is a, a model for how you can make a film with the combination of 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 script, of plot of cinematography of music of production design of direction of editing it's it's such a film um now not all movies are in english we need to be brave people foreign okay foreign. <laughs> so 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 there are there are there are movies from pretty much every culture in the world the the, the technology exists for people to tell their stories um so I, i'm going to pick a a film from five years ago from 2019 which is Portrait of a Lady on Fire, uh, which is a French movie. I saw it at the Cannes Film Festival. Uh, really, really, really makes you really makes you think about um, about relationships and about film as well. Of course, uh, recent movie. So we all need to have like a recent thing that we can catch and, and, and say, "Hey, we saw this." So. Last year at Sundance, I saw a brilliant British film. Um, it's, it's in my very top 10 uh, list of, of 2023. A movie called Rye Lane, R-Y-E, Rye Lane. Um, it's from uh, um, 2023. I think in the U.S. it's now available on Hulu if I'm allowed to say that. Um, and uh, and it's, it's just a brilliantly simple love story about two people who meet on one day and all of the things that can go right with that and all of the things that can go wrong with, uh, with that. So I knew when I saw it at Sundance last year, it was going to be in my favourite films of the year. And then we should always have a film that is to come. So um right now uh, I am recommending to people a a movie I saw in Toronto called Hitman Hitman um it's going to be coming to Netflix uh, later in 2024 and it's uh, it's film directed by Richard Linklater and it is it's it stars Glenn Powell yes yep yeah past guest yes <laughs> of the podcast i i uh, i've met glenn a couple of times and I, I loved it when he came on he came on the podcast so and, and he's um, an austin native so yeah we're, we're very, yeah. very we're very proud of glenn yeah uh so those are my six movies uh that you should go see well <laughs> i'm sorry i'm gonna have to ask two additional questions to that comedy what's your favorite comedy Oh, my all-time favorite comedy is Bringing Up Baby from 1938. It's a Howard Hawks film with Cary Grant and Katharine Hepburn. My, my favorite actor and my favorite actress. Funniest movie ever made. And then, very selfishly, military genre. Military genre. My, my, my favorite film is Zero Dark Thirty. Interesting. in that genre Zero Dark Souls yes
1: funny enough when that came out I was sitting in Afghanistan with a JSOC operator who had lived through that entire period and wow. just listening to his comments about I was there I remember when that happened I was involved in that it was yeah it was very I was I was glued to him more than I was glued to the uh, the movie it was a good movie
0: great movie yeah yeah yeah
1: well cool that's good that's going to be a separate segment <laughs> films With Cole Needham, (laughs) I, I can't thank you enough.